the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Great. We're doing two seminars this week, and anything you want to plug about them? They're great. <laughs> They're great. In San Jose. That's right. Uh, two big events. If you're not going to plug them, I'll bring in Mr. T to plug them. We're doing a Money 101 and Four Points by Sheraton San Jose Airport from 9 to noon. What do you have to say about that, Mr. T? That's right, Jack. It's right. It's Money 101, Four Points by Sheraton from 9 to noon. And in the afternoon, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 1 to 4 with CFP Chad Burton. Chad talks a couple different items. Are you interested in what Chad has to say, Mr. T? Are you crazy? You what about be, what about Chewbacca? Doesn't Chewbacca have anything to say? Is Chewbacca coming too? He'll be there. All right. Did you see the new He's Star excited. Wars? Did you see the new Star Wars trailer? I, I haven't seen the most recent one. Chewbacca, I saw the, the Chewbacca's one. in it. Has he got gray hair? No. In the very very last scene of the trailer, you see Harrison Ford and Chewbacca in it. It almost makes you cry. Is what he said. Oh, because okay. it's like seeing an old friend. It is. It is. So, so now do you want to say anything about the event, or do we have to bring back T? Bring back T. Or maybe uh, Susie Orman has something to chime in on this one about. <laughs> Susie Orman's not chiming in? <laughs> she counting again? So Susie Orman does have something to say. She won't be there, because all she likes to do is sell a, a, a garbage bag of lies to people. <laughs> so... All right. Sarah Jessica Parker's going to stop by. <laughs> She's bringing her $400 Manola Blahnik shoes to the event. Uh, mm. Can't wait to see her. It's been a while. So she's married to Matthew Broderick. Doesn't that seem like a fake marriage? It does. It does. But has Matthew Broderick been in anything recently? Uh, Broadway shows. Okay. So. Good for him. Anyway, um, so the events, what do we need to know? Well, the, in the the first one is mostly you, so you want to plug that one? Yeah. I, I will say that we do have a great uh, handout, 15 steps that you can do on your own before you even need to hire a financial planner. So it goes through the process of really, here's what you need to do, and once you get past these points or you become confused or you don't have enough time to do it or you feel like you're making mistakes, that's when you hire somebody. We talk about the types of people you should and shouldn't hire. Uh, first of all, don't get financial advice from people that work on commission because they're selling you something. That's when you get these guys that are out selling life insurance as an investment to a 25-year-old that doesn't have a family and hasn't maxed their 401k. That should be illegal, in my opinion. And I can put it in simple terms. Most people don't need whole life. Most people don't need variable life. Most people only need term life insurance, which is the lowest cost, lowest commission product out there. That's right. It's based on mathematics that you're not going to die. Um, and that's about it. And, and, and look at disability insurance or something like an Aflac. If you can't afford a full disability policy, so that if you are disabled, you aren't financially ruined after a month or two of being off work. That's something I see in my industry, doing financial media, that you probably don't see as much in your world. I see the financial disabled people contact me and like, how do I turn $10,000 into a million? Uh -huh. 
and I'm like, you don't. So, I mean, ten thousand to a million. Well, you continue to add to it inside your four hundred one k, your Roth IRA, and things like that. The, the great thing about investing now is it's almost the easiest part. Why do you say that? Because, so I mean, before recent technology upgrades, and you can look at if you go to myfirst250k.com, which is one of our sites, it's kind of our robo advisor option for people. It's low cost, low fee. Extremely low cost, no transaction fees, fractional shares, so dollars are put to work. Um, you can go on and create a, as soon as you go in, log in, link your checking account, you can start adding money and invest so quickly and easily. And you can even create a retirement account and then copy that allocation in your 401k if you want to. So in the past, people would have to say, okay, I here's a good mutual fund I want to invest in. Oh, it's got a $1,000 minimum, and I have to sign up for a certain amount out of my checking account. So you save the money, then you pick one fund, and then you're only in one asset class. And you'd have to save another minimum amount to get into a second asset class, and it was a long process of building up a portfolio. With ETFs, exchange-traded funds, and, and technology now, you can, with low-dollar amounts, create a very diversified, managed portfolio now. Um, and most there's a lot of ETFs that trade without having to pay a commission. So uh, it's, you know, when I got into the business, Rob, in early 90s, mutual funds were about 1.5%. Most of them were loaded. Most of the good ones were loaded. You'd have to pay a fee, upfront fee to get in or a fee to exit them. And now the average ETF is seven-tenths of 1% in terms of a management fee. Right. And you can, you can buy them for, you know, no transaction costs in most of the brokerage firms like TD Ameritrade out there. So it's almost the easiest part because timing the market doesn't matter when you're young. Software doesn't matter when you're young. The individual stock selection isn't important as being part of the overall market when you're younger. The timing, the market issue, that comes into play when you're retired. It's extremely important when you're retired and not going, knowing when to get in and get out, but having a emergency reserve and knowing when you're not supposed to withdraw in your portfolio because of a disappointing year in the market or disappointing quarter in the market. That's when timing matters. But when you're young, it just does not matter. So you just got to keep plugging away. Emergency reserve. Do you use it to pay taxes? Use it to pay taxes. Well, IRS says you owe $20,000. Do you tap in your emergency reserves? Yeah, I mean, here, here's the deal. Because if you don't pay your taxes, yeah. not only is there interest, but there's also penalties. So it's one yeah. of the most expensive debts you can have. And you cannot go bankrupt with the IRS. Okay. You can't. Emergency reserves. You use it I saw for... people in um, 2001 okay. that what they were having to do because they got over leveraged in their company stock. Then they exercised incentive stock options in 2000 at the you know before the market tanked right. and owed a huge tax bill. In the following year, they fell off a cliff and were basically worthless in some of these startups. So they still owed taxes on these incentive stock options. So they couldn't go bankrupt. So they would put that when credit was easy, they would put the tax bill on a credit card and then they turn around and go bankrupt. That's what some people were doing back then to get out of that incentive stock option trap when they got over leveraged in their own company stock and upside down with the IRS. It's a scary place to be. So two big events this weekend, Money 101, All Things Financial. Those are, that's for those who are accumulating wealth in the afternoon. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning run by CFP Chad Burton from 1 to 4. Four Points Sheraton in San Jose. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. You mentioned a 15 bullet points before you hire a financial professional. He did bring up the emergency reserve just now. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to think about is monitoring and improving your credit. Yep. Um, I am a credit points junkie. Yeah. Um, I recently saw an article where someone went on $117,000 of vacation for 2000 total dollars or less because they kept signing up for get 40,000 free miles, um, get a hundred thousand hotel points. And they would use those points that year, cancel the card before the fee kicks in the following year. Like you could become pretty active with this stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the cashbacks, and I do like the rewards. Like, if I know I'm going to go to Hawaii next year, I will get a Hawaiian Airlines card um, because you get all the points, plus you get half off on your spouse flight. Why not? I'll cancel it next year. So now, again, I'm at the point in my career where my credit's great, and getting a new card and canceling that same card within a year doesn't hurt my credit score. You see, I'm I'm the guy that if you have a $5 million estate tax bill when you die, I can teach you how to make that zero with some planning techniques and certain magic. types of trust. With planning magic. With with financial voodoo, all perfectly legal voodoo, though. I've never been good at the whole credit card, you know, 
money savings. I've got Nicole uh, Wilson, one of my CFPs. She's uh, she's great with that stuff. I yeah. mean, she wrote a blog for you know great credit cards and Retail Me Not and other sites that she uses to save a ton of money. Yep. I'm, that's not my that's not my strength. <laughs> I'm with you. You can find out more about CFP Chad Burton at this weekend's seminars. There's two events: one for creating wealth, one for managing wealth. In San Jose, sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I love and hate seminar weekends. I hate giving up my Saturdays, but I love getting to meet the radio audience and people who've been fans of the show. Generally, they're very, very nice. Yes. Come to reward Rob with hugs because we're missing kids' soccer games. And that's... Don't hug me. Yeah, he loves hugs. <laughs> and Chad likes... Uh, Rob's being a hit. hugger. Chad likes being hit with Nerf baseball bats. Yeah. So um, you can find me at the Money 101 event, Four Points by Sheraton. CFP Chad Burton will be there as well, but I, I basically run this one, and I talk about debt and college and asset allocation, 401ks, and your first jobs and healthcare benefits and everything that you need to know to get financially secure. Everything. Um, it's pretty entertaining, I think. In the afternoon, Chad runs the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. Basically, everything that you need to know to get your last dollar you know, spent the day you die. Uh, you don't want to run out of money before you die. You want to be tax efficient about it. You want to maximize your Social Security benefits. You want to estimate your retirement expenses before you retire. Maybe you want to continue working. That seems to be the plan of most baby boomers now. Um, they want to work till they're 70. And the reality is, is your body probably won't let you and or your employer will probably downsize you out of the company. Um, so don't hope that you work till 70 as your investment retirement plan uh, because it likely won't work out like that. The thing to really think about when you do that, if you know that that's a situation where you're going to have to work longer, is to really do some life planning. You have some saved up now, and how can you enjoy life in terms of the health that you're talking about, Rob? Because a lot of things that people want to do in retirement require health. So maybe longer vacations to enjoy some of that stuff. In the meantime, while you know you're still having to work longer, uh, it's not too late to retrain and make sure you're really up on education so you don't get kind of downsized in terms of here's that severance package buddy um you know wife's mom retired two months later fell and broke her hip it's been a pretty tough first part of retirement so wife osteoporosis not healthy enough didn't eat healthy enough so. my mom has fallen four or five times this year mm -hmm. um, and it literally took a family member lucky to be there to find her on the ground otherwise she would have died right put my mom recently in a home because of that, yeah. it's now no longer, she knows, it's up. What's interesting to note is the cost of the retirement home is about the same as the cost of her mortgage. So she's going to be okay. But that, for a lot of people, you don't get that. You know, you don't have that emergency money to last you until you're 90 or, I mean, she's 80 now. So yeah, how much longer is she going to live? Hopefully not too much longer. And I go through waves of planning and working with attorneys that I know in the elder law world where you yep. get couples that go in and they're, you know, if your dad was still around and let's say they had a couple hundred thousand dollars to their name and their home, yep. and then one of them's going into a nursing home and they went from not having a mortgage or any debt or any outflow to, you know, sometimes four to $8,000 a month, depending on the type of care, Right. what are they going to do? There's going to be one person in a nursing home and one person dead broke unless they go through some of the spells of impoverishment laws, work with an elder law attorney and work at ways of, of sheltering assets for the well spouse legally um, and uh, making sure that the ill spouse is on ends up on Medi-Cal, which is the poverty program. Essentially, you got to get everything out of the name of one spouse into the other if there's a way to do it. Uh, this is where annuities get involved in some cases or certain types of trust, but we're not talking about the normal annuities. We're talking about Medi-Cal approved type annuities that are out there. Um, very specific type of planning. So there's not all loss if they're... If you're in that type of a situation, make sure you get with 
a elder law attorney that knows these rules because there are some solutions there. But it, this is a huge problem that's going to – I mean, this is just starting as the baby boomers hit retirement. Yeah. And uh, going through that process, Chad, hopefully you never have to put your mom in a home because yeah. it's really one of those things that you just – it logically doesn't make any sense. And, you know, my brothers and my sisters were all texting each other like, whoa, kind of thing. Because it almost feels like you're taking them out of the home that you remember from high school and putting them into what looks like a prison. I mean, retirement homes, my mom's now living in a 340-square-foot apartment. Mm-hmm. It's tiny, and that's her home. Yeah. Now, it's cool because she's got activities and things, but again, that, that's, that wasn't part of her retirement plan. And I bet there's been one sibling in your family that's had to take some time off work and, and oh, had yeah. a full-time job recently trying to help find that location. And there are services that do that. Um, you know, if you need a referral to a, email me, chat at chadburton.com, because unfortunately there's a lot of services that help find places for, for the elderly in terms of what's the right location, what's the right, right fitting. But some of them are not fiduciaries. You gotta, there's a fiduciary angle in almost every business, and some of them get major kickbacks and things like that. So you've got to be a little bit wary of, of those services. Yeah. There are some good ones out there, though. It's so humbling because, like, my mom has uh, – she's at that point mentally where she's kind of incapacitated in, on some levels since, like, she thinks that um, lint on her clothes are bugs. She sees bugs crawling on her. Oh, yeah. That's tough to work with, you know, if you're a, a sibling. Um, you know, when she goes into a home, she might not like a colored person, person of color. She might suddenly become wildly racist that you didn't know, what, like, your mom had her, that in her. Um, suddenly, like, your children, like, my sister has two children, and my mom's accusing them of stealing money from her. And they're, like, four years old. Yeah. Like, that's not happening, Mom. And, like, that, it's weird, to process that whole time. And again, it's also a financial issue. Um, my brother Clint wants to move into her home and screw that. We're, we're selling that house. Yeah. Um, my brother Dave wanted the TV. Fine. He can have it. No one cares. But uh, a lot of drama tied towards the end of your life in estate planning. That's why it's important to have a document that spells these things out. Yes. And be clear with your kids prior to what happens in terms of what you want to have happen with your level of care. We talked about with Michelle Lerman um, a while back, you know, Glenn Campbell is a guy that very wealthy guy and his kids are fighting the longtime wife, but their stepmom in terms of visitation rights and why his dad in a home versus in home care. Because he's got some. Casey Kasem went through the same nasty situation. That's right. Having a clear estate planning process, a lot of it has to do with health care. Okay. Being clear about what you want. And the 15 steps that I have for people that um, are starting out on the financial planning, one of those steps is, you know, where do you go to get some of the free forms in terms of healthcare directives? Where do you go? Uh, let me check my downloadable resource here for the website that you can go to. And this is in California. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm spacing the name of the website. You're going to something. Oh, it's uh, oag.ca.gov. So oag.ca.gov, and uh, you search for the free California healthcare directive, and that is a form that will help you spell out, you know, how you want to receive care if you become incapacitated, um, feeding tubes and those types of issues. This is kind of a depressing segment. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, more death taxes and other fun things. Can we talk about, like, sexy women? Sure. Maybe next one. <laughs> you do want to protect your loved ones. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your financial plan. You can learn more about what we do this weekend at seminars. I'm doing a Money 101 event this Sunday. This Saturday, excuse me. I'm not working on Sunday. Uh, Money 101, all things financial. Four points by the Sheraton at the San Jose Airport, 9 to noon. A lot of information is on the website at robblack.com. If you want to sign up for the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning, four points by Sheraton at San Jose. It's going to be one to four with CFP Chad Burton. More information at the website, robblack.com. If you go to newfocusfinancial.com, you can get that downloadable that Chad was just talking about. We're alone in New York with champagne and disco. Take you some lemonade slash San Francisco. But actually, Oakland and Alameda. You girls in Berkeley with the communist leader. Mamas in tune with the boombox and walkman. I was a horrible girl that was back then. The gloves and love, the wisdom teeth, the rocks, what you on about.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Tomorrow on the show, I'm going to have a guest from Newsweek talking about the drought in California and the financial ramifications and what's being done to get us through it. More than you think. Um, let's just put it this way. Desalination is coming to the state of California big time in the next two or three years. Um, big time. CFP Chad Burton's joining me. He's in town. We're doing a couple seminars this weekend. Money 101, all things financial. You know, basically, if you're under 45 and you need to hit that million dollar mark or that two million dollar mark for retirement, you have to accumulate wealth. I'm going to teach you things that you should do, things that should protect you from getting into trouble, and things to avoid, like uh, most annuities, most insurance people, uh, most non traded REITs. They're <laughs> part of a lot of strategies that you hear about on radio and a lot of disappointing strategies that. Just Google FINRA lawsuits and non-traded REITs, and you'll know why you should avoid them like the plague. But that nice guy in the radio makes them sound so wonderful. Oh, they're bonds on steroids, aren't they, Rob? That's You and I are obviously being <laughs> Do you want to mess with anybody on steroids? No, you don't. <laughs> there you go. Stay away from bro on steroids. Stay away from non-traded REITs. Same thing. So I'm going to be doing the teaching event in the morning from 9 to noon in San Jose at the Snake Palace. No, it's going to be at the Sheraton San Jose Airport. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. Chad's going to be doing the 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock event on wealth management. They're very different events. Um, some people sign up for both, and I'm like, why are you at the first one if yeah. you're coming to the second one? And why are you at the second one if I just saw you at the first one? If you need the information from the first one, you're going to be bored out of your mind at the second one. <clears throat> yeah, your, da- your date is a lot harder. They just love you, Rob, and they want to give – since they get one free hug on the way in from Rob and one free hug on the second event, they just want two hugs. And for the record, do not hug me. I don't think that's funny that you're bringing that up. Um, Still waiting for somebody to try. Yeah. And uh, if I'm not going to say what I was going to say. So anyway, your event's from 1 to 4, wealth yep. protection, wealth management, retirement planning. I mean, I'm still talking about the first event. I'm going to talk about the 15 steps you need, of who to, people that you should think about hiring when you think you need somebody, and the 15 steps that I have in terms of stuff that you can do on your own helps you determine that. Talk about our new site for people that, you know, if you've been told your portfolio is not large enough for a wealth manager or you're just too busy and you don't want to, you know, you're trying to make monthly contributions to retirement accounts and you're not sure, you know, what to do, where to go, check out myfirst250k.com. So I'll kind of showcase that and how easy it is to invest. Investing is almost the easiest part of financial planning. Now, on your handout that you're going to give out tomorrow, one of the things is protect your loved ones with 10 times your annual income plus $100,000 per kid plus all your outstanding debt. That's the formula that you use to come up with your term life insurance Yeah, and you, know, and you notice before that I talk about disability insurance. So before life insurance, I talk about disability or protecting yourself, uh, your income if something happens to you. And I even talk about if you're in things like you know extreme snowboarding, extreme skiing, motocross, why it's even more important. Those are the people that get injured more often. And spend some time not being able to work. Um, and if you've, you know, you've got a mortgage, you've got credit issues to deal with, and you are disabled and you can't work, you, you screw everything else up. So you've got to have that protection. And then, yes, once you have kiddos or somebody that's depending on your income, if you pass away and things need to be paid off, term life insurance. So what's interesting about this to me, the term life insurance, you have a formula, 10 times your annual income plus $100,000 per kid plus all that steady debt. That may actually be a little, you, you may have to tinker with that a little bit. Like if you want private school for your kids, if you want to pay for their college, if the kid's two years old versus 18 years old, is there any formula like that that comes up with the amount of money you need in retirement? Because I'm, I use a generic formula. Mm-hmm. Mine is 10 to 20 times your income is what you want in right. retirement. Well, I mean, here's that's the deal. Pretty, that's 10 to 20. It, it will get your spouse wide. and your kids a long way. And let's face it, they're probably, the spouse is probably going to remarry at some point. So that's usually enough. We do a lot of, you know, cash flow and needs-based planning in terms of our certified financial planner practitioners and what they do and where we calculate the very specific amount that they need to achieve their goals. Some people want to make sure everything's covered, including my spouse's retirement if I pass away. Or they just say, no, I want enough income to replace what I'm doing until my spouse is 65. Life insurance comes in tax-free. So there's a calculation that you have to do to offset you know, the taxes of your income versus your insurance, which is tax-free. 
most of the time, Rob, it ends up coming pretty close to this formula. Ten times your annual income plus 100 grand per kid for college plus outstanding debt. It usually comes pretty close. And when you're 25 to 30 years old, the difference between a couple hundred thousand of term insurance is very little per month. Now, let's talk about at the event what you won't be talking about at the event. Um, Saturday from 1 to 4, CFP Chad Burton hosting Wealth Preservation Retirement. Well, in terms of it's, it's usually what you're not selling. Okay. So this is not a selling of software. It's not, you know, telling you why non-traded REITs are so great or loaded annuities and some strategy that really is developed, not, not only has been, well, we we'll, won't we'll even go there, but uh, I would just say do some uh, SEC background check on the people that you listen to. Um we don't sell products. I mean, the, the thing that you have to approach your financial planning with is from a fiduciary angle. Even Tony Robbins is getting on this kick, the word fiduciary. Yeah. And what does that mean? Um, you don't want financial planning advice from people that are selling product at all. Tony so, Robbins puts the douche in fiduciary. <laughs> That's good. I haven't heard that one yet. I hate him. Oh, man. There's so many people I hate, but he's, he's pretty t- close to the top of the list. Well, I'll let, I'll let you go on, on that tangent, but uh, I mean, a perfect example of this is the email that you were sharing with me from the break. Yep. You've got it up on the screen here. Uh, somebody emailed me, rob at robblack.com. What is a 7702 plan? Good, bad. Um, so everybody knows the term 401k. That's what you invest in with yeah. your work, and it's 401k as a tax code. So some life insurance people use a code that deals with how life insurance is dealt with at a tax level and call it a plan. So in terms of just calling an insurance policy, hey, do you want to buy this insurance policy? Hey, let's set up a 7702 plan for you. And I even talk about all it is is the way that life insurance is dealt with. So certain types of policies that whole life, universal life, index life, variable life, you pay more into it than what the insurance is actually charging you, and that money goes into a cash value. Cash value is even invested, either invested in safe stuff for whole life or index or aggressive stuff like variable life, which essentially looks like mutual funds. And they call it an investment account or a 7702 plan because there's cash value involved. When you hit a certain age or any time, you can pull out your premiums that you've paid in out of that cash value without paying taxes because it's a return of premium. And then over and above that, if you've earned money in your cash value, you can take the money out tax-free in the form of a loan that's paid off when you die. What they don't talk about is that, oh, by the way, we can increase charges in this. We can decrease your returns in many, many ways. We will probably disappoint you. If you don't meet the premium payments, this thing's probably going to blow up. And they tend to end up being garbage for people. I mean, absolute garbage. And... So people go out, these insurance salesmen go out and say, oh, you don't need your 401k, or instead of a Roth, do this. It's totally tax-free. It's a 7702 plan. So people think, oh, it's a neat tax strategy. It's just a life insurance policy. That's all it is. So in the 15 steps that I have, I, I talk you know, about that, that very point. Don't buy that type of insurance unless you're the 1% that the 99% were protesting about. If you're a person that has maxed out your 401k, you've got your 6 to 12 months of emergency reserve, you've saved a couple years worth of income and normal taxable accounts, you've got real estate investments, and you still have all this extra cash or income to put away somewhere, there are specific design policies that might work for you. But the average American steer clear of those policies. I spent a very good portion of the first part of my career fixing those for people that were sold that stuff in the 80s. When interest rates were high, and then interest rates dropped, and these things were blowing up all over the place. People had dumped in a bunch of money, and they were ending up worthless. Yeah. It, the saddest part of that, quote-unquote, dumping a lot of money, I hate seeing people who are retiring ask me an email, you know, what should I do with my lump sum 401k? And whatever you do, don't get near an insurance agent who's going to sell you an annuity and mm-hmm. collect 9% of that for his commissions. Um, I see that a lot, Chad. Of those are the people you prey upon, and it's going to get easier to be preyed upon because of Facebook. Facebook um, knows everything about you. They know your age, your income. You could actually, if you're an insurance person, I shouldn't say this, but you could actually buy an ad on someone who's like 59 years old to 64. You know they're going to be retiring soon, mm-hmm. and you could totally target these people. It's kind of scary the target advertising and how that's going to hurt our industry, the financial industry. 
Yeah, and it's so, it's so specific, and this is why there are no-load versions of those products that are out there. There's certain no-load annuities that make sense as a bond alternative for 55 and older people where you can have a balanced portfolio. It'll The insurance company will back up your income for as long as you live, no matter how long you live, even if your account goes to zero. But in terms of the overall fee structure inside of these things, which is relatively high to a normal portfolio, they only make sense when the 10-year treasury is under 4%. If, they, if the 10-year treasury goes back over 4%, you don't want those products at all. So what if that happens in two years and you're stuck in some loaded product for the next 7 to 10 years paying 3% plus in fees that they didn't explain to you in the upfront, in the, in the beginning? You know, you're stuck. There's nothing you can do about it. And you've cost yourself, I mean, 3% on $100,000 is $3,000 a year. People just don't get that. Want to plug the seminar in the next 30 seconds? Um, I mean, if you're trying to figure out what to do with a portfolio in a low-rate environment and uh, dividend achiever stocks, how to rebalance, does timing the market matter in retirement? That's what we talk about. You can sign up for the event and get that downloadable from Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. There's two events, one in the morning for wealth creation, one in the afternoon for wealth preservation and retirement planning. Sign up. It's in San Jose at robblack.com or go to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Joining me now, Chris Siaccia from TheStreet.com, tech editor. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Doing well. One of the stories you pitched today was a pretty interesting one for the Bay Area. Yahoo not doing so well. Um, we all know the story. If you strip out Alibaba, if you strip out Yahoo Japan, there's absolutely no value being given to Yahoo's core business. So it's an incredible value if you think someone's going to acquire it or if you think somehow Yahoo's going to incrementally improve. Um, how bad was their quarter, in your opinion? It wasn't anything to write home about. It wouldn't be – if I were Marissa, uh, Marissa Meyer, I wouldn't exactly tout this. They missed on both the top and bottom line, um, and she kind of harped on the fact that her deal with Mozilla – to make Yahoo the default search provider was this big win for them. But if you actually dig down through the numbers, you know, you know, looking through the looking glass, you'll see that actually search continues to be a problem for them. If you exclude, you know, what it acqu- what they spent to acquire the traffic, numbers actually fell three percent year over year. So they're not doing so hot in their core business, and it it continues to to muddle along. But she's getting a pass from investors. Because she's giving them treats. She talked about Yahoo Japan, and then you have the Alibaba spin later this year. So she's getting a she's getting a pass until she, until you know those events happen, and then you know it's up to her to really figure out how to turn the core business around. Isn't she kind of damned if she does and damned if she doesn't? In the sense that if she does succeed in getting some traction, then she'll probably use some of that cash that cash flow to go out and acquire other companies, maybe issue some Yahoo shares in that proposition. So on a level, she's kind of stopping herself from getting into trouble by not executing and performing well. But at the same time, investors are saying that's good because then, you know, we can get some value out of selling the company later and breaking it up. It's it's really a a perplexing issue that she's in. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, there are few, if any, other CEOs that are in this situation that Meyer is in with Yahoo. And you're right. Because if she does turn the business around, she could use that money to, to go out and acquire other businesses, which is something investors are extremely adamant against. Everyone is, was freaked out that Yahoo was in talks to buy Foursquare you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then CNBC came out and said they were not, and investors were a little bit relieved for you know when that happened. But Yahoo has been a good steward of returning cash to shareholders. 
you know, I think they've returned something around $9 billion in the form of buybacks um, to, to shareholders since Meyer came on in 2012. So despite the worries, you know, they've, they've shown that they can do it. It's a question of whether they will actually continue to do it, and that's something that investors are, you know, considerably worried about. And, you know, Meyer is in a really – you're right, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, and it's not something that I would want to be in. I'm in financial media, and I jokingly – I live in the Silicon Valley. I jokingly make her kind of a, a love interest of mine. I think she's beautiful. She's a blonde, blue eyes. She had the killers play at her wedding. Um, she got a pass from all of media. She was a darling for the first 18 months on the job. Are we now starting to judge her, and is her clock ticking as a, as a CEO? You know, it, that's a good question. I think the clock has been ticking for about six months now. The average lifespan of a CEO of a publicly traded company is about three and a half years, and we're starting to, to approach that. Um, you're right. She was a media darling. You know, she was in a spread in Vanity Fair, um, or, or Vogue, excuse me. She did this big uh, layout. You're right. She's a very attractive woman. Right. People see her as, you know, this more than just a CEO. She's almost like a like a rock star rock or star. an icon. But you're right. Investors aren't happy with the job that she's done, and they really haven't been job or happy with the job that previous Yahoo CEOs have been done to try to turn the company around. So I suspect that unless there's you know a major turnaround within the next six to twelve months, you know maybe we see some pressure from an activist investor uh, or even, you know, potentially even SoftBank, which owns uh, yeah, part of Yahoo Japan along with Yahoo. You know, maybe they put some pressure on Yahoo to, to force a regime change. Anything else that you want to talk about with Yahoo? I, I think, you know, just the fact that investors have something to look forward to with, um, you know, the potential spin, tax-free spin of Yahoo Japan is a little bit of a carrot to investors, and then you have the Alibaba spin coming later this year. But if you are, you know, hoping for a turnaround in the core business, you're going to be waiting a long time. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccio with TheStreet.com. He is the tech editor at TheStreet.com. Great articles, just like the conversation we just had, can be found at TheStreet.com. More investment-oriented, some sector-oriented, some momentum-oriented, some general general news as well. You can find it at thestreet.com. CFP Chad Burton. Yes, sir. Got a big event tied towards wealth preservation retirement planning coming up this weekend. Four Points Sheraton. Um, you haven't done a wealth preservation retirement planning seminar in a while. No, it kind of combines our um, ten pillars of retirement income planning with detail. Okay. Detailed case studies on on how I set up, you know, go through the process of determining how much you spend, how much cash or safe money you need, how long that's going to last in this environment. Because I mean, let's face it, we we have had five years straight up in the stock market. Six We're years. Six years. I yeah. guess it has been six years, yeah. um, with one what eleven-ish percent correction or so. Right. Um, we have revenue growth in maybe healthcare and tech with some currency headwinds. A lot of earnings growth, not a lot of revenue growth, and then we have bonds at historical low interest rates. Right. We have central banks continuing to ease around the world. We have slower than expected growth out of China, slowing a little faster than I think people think. It's a scary time to retire. It is because there's a lot of new phrases coming out. Like um, I've seen two articles from you know uh, hedge fund managers recently. Mm-hmm. One of them saying you know gold is trash. Instead, invest in luxury apartments and or art. Um, I've seen another person say, you know, gold is trash or bonds are trash. Mm-hmm. You have to go for high yielding dividend stocks where we used to retire and we'd think gold was a nice hedge in retirement. CDs were great because they'd pay a nice interest rate and, um, you know, c- cash was king, so to speak. And, you know, your bonds were something you could count on. And now today, I think people are intimidated just the concept of a bond. Yeah, I mean, I just... It, the idea that rates could go even lower, even if the Federal Reserve does nothing, and they're looking for excuses to do nothing, let's face it, um, because they know if they raise interest rates at all and our bonds look more attractive, it's going to have even more currency flow into the U.S., which is going to create a stronger dollar, demand for the dollar. Because if you've got euros and you want to get into a 10-year treasury, 
got to convert your euros to dollars in order to buy those 10-year treasuries. So I think they're looking for ways not to increase interest rates. I think we're going to be in a low-rate environment for a long period of time. I mean, we've got mortgage rates close to 3.5% again on a 30-year fixed mortgage. So in a sense, that's good. But at the same time, you know, most of my career, people have been able to go out and say, okay, you got a bunch of cash. Go get some tax-free bonds and keep your mortgage because that tax deduction is worth it and your, your bonds are paying so much, it kind, of, it kind of offsets the cost of the mortgage. For retired people, that may not be the same thing. There's not much of a tax write-off when you've got 3.5% interest on your mortgage and a bunch of extra cash and you already have plenty of equities and bonds. These last things going to change. I think everybody's been reading the articles that the old 4% rule is under attack in terms of... It used to be the 5% rule, right? You know, you stuck about well, 5% age 65. That's probably doable. You can increase your draws every year with inflation as long as you had a balanced portfolio and you didn't make a lot of emotional investing mistakes. You should be okay. Now 4% is challenged because uh, you know, stocks have had their run. I'm not saying they can go higher. They can't go higher, obviously. I mean, I think, of course they can. I think 10 years from now, I think stocks will be higher. But um, it's just I think, the, I think the returns are going to be a bit muted in the next 5 to 10 years. It's interesting that you say that because that's putting your out on the limb, so to speak. Um, and again, some people hear that and they'll remember Chad said things were muted. But they'll look at China and see it up 30% in the first three or four months of the year, and they'll be like, ooh, I should be there. Mm-hmm. Or that you get tempted or you, you should. forget. And like people. And they've been hearing me talk about international for the last six to 12 months. But they'll forget that, right? Yeah, right. They'll just hear that statement, you know, returns will be muted. And that's, I think, the danger in retirement. That's probably the number one email that I hate to get. People who are in retirement saying, I just read an article on MSN that said now is the time to sell stocks. <laughs> yeah. And I got that one yesterday. And I'm like, okay, who wrote the article? What stocks do you own? How mm-hmm. old are you? Do you mind corrections? Do you have enough cash to live off? You just don't read an article and make a reaction in your retirement planning. Right. Well, some of the things for, for long-term clients that I've done before is is I'll save emails like that, those panicky emails or document the calls when, when they wanted out at certain points, let's say in 2008 or nine. And those are the same people that are trying to say, why do I have some extra cash or bonds on the sidelines? The market's doing well. I want to get it all in. I want to get it all in. And then I remind them on how they reacted the last time we had a correction. And we have that, what is your risk number at uh, newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com that, that puts it in perspective because a lot of people, once they have a larger portfolio, their risk tolerance actually drops because the 10% are a much larger negative number. So you can go through a process and see, okay, what am I truly comfortable with? And we're finding people that... For, uh, here's here's a very common one. They have portfolios with a RA that rhymes with Isher, sure. very stock heavy. They can't handle a 10% correction. They would freak out and sell everything. And they're way out of line for their risk tolerance with, with companies like that. With you on that, we'll talk more of these concepts and more, especially this weekend at a seminar. Money 101, all things financial in the morning. That's four points by Sheraton San Jose Airport, 9 to noon. In the afternoon, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning with CFP Chad Burton, four points Sheraton from 1 to 4. Sign up at robblack.com. Black talking money investing and more. CFP Chad Burton sitting next to me in studio. It's a seminar weekend. You and I won't be doing these forever. And uh, I would say I'm on the lat- batter- back half of my career now. So I've been doing them a long time. You are a little gray now. I am very it's gray. A gray beard going on. I know. It's, it, I'm, I'm just like yeah. in the last two months. But oddly did enough, you get it, really scared at one point. I did. <laughs> oddly enough, it grows in black though. Just, oh really? Just you to, let it. Just ignore the um, just for men product in the bathroom, and it grows in black. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I thought I was gonna try to dye the beard at one point in time, just to like 
so I can have youthful-looking facial hair. I think it looks good like that. I like it. But wait, wait. When I dyed it, that stuff, like, if you leave it on too long, it turns it, like, jet black. If you take it off too early, it doesn't have any effect at all. And it's just, it's ridiculous looking. I looked ridiculous. Just do that and a good comb over and call it a day. So I'll keep practicing it. I'll try to dye it again. You know, that's as far as I'll go to trying to aesthetically please people and or trying to maybe hide my vi- you know hide my vanity with a little color on my face. Yeah. You look Giddy- like a succulent baby lamb. You <laughs> <laughs> look like a succulent baby lamb. Thanks, Will. That's exactly what my mother said to me uh, when I was born. So, uh, two events coming up this weekend: seminar on wealth accumulation, seminar on wealth preservation. But you've also recently launched a new site, which you're going to be talking about at the event. Um, it's called My First 250K. So it's my, M-Y, first, F-I-R-S-T, 250-250-K.com. Um, what's this all about? And tell, tell me about the process it took to get there. Uh, really, it's just technology that we've been waiting for. And it, so here's the deal that you and I have always talked about to people. And, um, you know, we've had people listening to you and I on radio for 16 plus years together. And we've had a high account minimum, and it's just that's the type of client that we serve because we we try to do a lot of things on the show and to help people get to where they are. You know, save an index funds for your first hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in broad-based index funds. And in the last couple of years, ETFs or exchange-traded funds, which are index funds essentially that trade like a stock, um, very low cost, very tax efficient have become very popular and there's ways to buy them not only without commission, but also in fractional shares so that, you know, if you're trying to put together a diversified portfolio, which typically requires eight to 12 different holdings to get large cap and large cap, you have value growth and blend and mid cap, same thing, small cap, same thing, international, you've got developed, you got emerging markets, you have some fixed income. So, and a person that's trying to put away you know, here's a $10,000 investment, here's a $50,000 investment, here's 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. They're putting the money in, and if you're using ETFs, they would have to go in and pick one. Or they'd say, oh, this ETF's trading at $200 a share. I can't buy it yet until I save up more cash, so a lot of cash sits idle. Well, technology's kind of made that a thing of the past. So we launched this site for those people that um, are, are trying to build that financial base. Because even in our portfolios, in our wealth management portfolios for, you know, half a million dollars and above, we use a certain amount of indexes in the large cap and mid cap space, sometimes in our tactical plays overseas. Um, but once you get over half a million or over 250,000, really, you need some of the managed funds in small cap and international and emerging markets that you can add later. But when you're younger and you're trying to build that financial base, it's not as important. So we've really taken the tough part of investing out of the game. You can log on, make an investment so quickly and it's professionally managed for you. The trades are automatically done. If it's a taxable account, it's very tax efficient where there's tax loss harvesting and everything else. And um, so we, we, we are going to add more and more services as more and more people invest in this, this side of it. So and it's, our, it's basically our robo-advisor. How do you describe the web page or the web uh, address? Myfirst250k.com? You know a lot of people are going to mistype. Um, yeah, there's... Um, there's, I actually own several URLs that'll point to it. So, but it's because you and I talk about it all the time. So I just okay. Well, my first 250k.com. So my first 250k.com. I wanted to have a web page called. <laughs> <laughs> is that P H F F? Is it P F F? Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great to name your kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Teacher goes. <laughs> makes me want another. Have another one just so I can do that. Burton, here. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> um, big event coming up this weekend, Money 101 in the morning, wealth accumulation, uh, retirement planning in the afternoon, San Jose. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Or go to newfocusfinancial.com. Take a look at some of the headlines out there, Chad, because we haven't talked a lot of headlines. Markets have been pretty blah this year. You know, I think we're up 2% for the year. Whereas China's up 36% for the year. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is a tired bull market? Do you think this is the year where we just go sideways and maybe next year we go down after six glorious years? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a specific moment. You're going to see the revenue growth or the continued earnings expansion. Uh, <coughs> you'll still see growth. If you if you talk to somebody like um, Jeremy Siegel, you know, professor at Wharton and, and Wisdom Tree, one of the founders, okay. Wisdom Tree, he talks about relative to interest rates, he thinks PE ratios can get up to the 18 to 19 range on average. If we look at the forward PE ratio, it's around 16 to 17 for the S&P 500. Which is a you know a little bit higher than the 40-year average. It's much higher than the 10-year average because that includes 2000, you know, eight or 2009 and 10 when it got really really low. So there's a lot of reasons to be in equities versus bonds. There's a lot more value overseas, but it's very dependent on the ECB and whether or not their quantitative easing works like our quantitative easing did. And that's why you're seeing European markets well ahead of the S&P 500 so far this year, which calls for why you have diversification in your portfolio. Find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. He can help manage your assets. You can learn more about that at newfocusfinancial.com. Come out to the events this weekend. You can learn more about those. We've talked about them all morning at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.